Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to yet another episode of Looking for the Middle. We're so excited that y'all have joined us today. We have got quite a doozy (laughs) of an episode. We are talking about the biggest fears and hangups we face when it comes to dating. And not we personally necessarily, just just like the collective we in general and what to do about them. (laughs) Yeah, Christian females. Um, So it's going to be a fun episode. Before we get started, y'all know the drill. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should go do that at LFTM underscore podcast. This is a great time to follow us if you're not already, because we are going to be having our question episode of the season, which I can go ahead and tell them what that is. Yeah, can't I? Go ahead. Um, so the question is going to be basically, what do y'all want us to talk about on an episode completely unplanned and unscripted? So it'll probably be a few topics that we'll pick from. So if you've got a better shot, probably than you ever have. Um, but if there are, is there a certain topic like, oh, I really wish they would just like unfiltered talk about this. Yep. Um, we'll ask that question on Instagram. There'll be a question box. You can send us your answer and then we'll pick from the yeah pick from the litter basically, yeah, basically. um we'll <laughs> ask it that, like surface several times yeah like some trends <laughs> we'll pay attention to that um we'll ask the question a couple different times on yeah. our instagram stories but to get it on the action you have to be following us on instagram mm-hmm. so go over to do that once again it's lftm underscore podcast is our handle but yeah this is your chance to hear bethany and Kristen unfiltered oh, as you've man. never heard them before isn't that terrifying um or exciting however you yeah. choose to look at that terrifying for us exciting for them yeah how i think this is probably <laughs> gonna probably go true um so yeah that's probably I feel, true i don't know i was thinking about you know how like it's this big trend on like instagram and their stories influencers will be like oh ask me anything yeah and they're just like boom here's the yeah. answer i feel like this is kind of like our version of that yeah that's true like ask us anything and we'll give you the we unedited will decide whether or not we want to answer yes and the if influencers we do, get that choice and if we do yes it will be very real authentic not that we're not normally real and authentic but we won't think about it ahead of time yeah we'll just kind of go fly by the seat of our pants it'll be great um speaking of social media if you're not a part of our facebook group we would love for you to do that we've started um just a group for y'all as our listeners to build community and build relationships and get to talk to each other um so you can ask to join that either just by searching for the group it's called lftm community um, or if you are subscribed to our newsletter, which you can do by going to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, or there's a button in our Instagram bio. There is a giant button in the newsletter every week that says, join the Facebook group yeah. uh, that you can request to join there. But that's been super fun. There's over a hundred of y'all now. Y'all are talking and talking about your favorite episodes and sending each other just encouragement and other podcasts and all kinds of things. It's been really cool. And we get episode inspiration from y'all there yes. too. So if you want more of your own thoughts and opinions to show up on a looking for the middle episode just to clarify we don't take your personal like conversations and comment threads with each other and not not talking about stuff and we're like oh let's go make that an episode no 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 no, no. but we have asked before like hey what do you want to hear on an episode what's something you want us to talk about that's a good clarification stuff from that and make that an episode not just 
We're not sitting there watching going, oh, let's talk about that. Their problems. They're <laughs> no, in a, they're in a, a world safe, of trouble. A safe place. <laughs> yes. A safe space to talk about stuff. We won't mention names. No. Y'all know the drill. Yes. Anyway. Good just, call. Good just call. Clarify. Just to clarify. Yeah. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, no. you would not have known that. So good call. <laughs> um, so yeah. So that's all the housekeeping we have for today. Bethany, okay. what's the question of the day? Okay. Question of the day. What is one rule that you think everyone in the world should have to follow? Oh, I have so many. <laughs> um, okay, you can have a couple, but. Learn how to drive in a four-way stop intersection. Oh <laughs> my gosh! There. Let me just explain this for you okay. people who skim through this. this apparently? Yes, in your driver's test. If you come to a four-way stop, <laughs> man, she is like the first person to stop. Get, and that means fully stop, and your tires rock back. You have the right of way to go first <laughs> through the intersection okay. unless somebody waves you. But don't be that person because then you throw the whole rhythm off of the entire intersection. It's true. Second thing, don't not pay attention so that when it is your turn, we're all just sitting there waiting, knowing you're supposed to go because you're on your phone. You don't know it's your time to go. And then it's all this weird inching up because nobody knows what to do. And then it throws everything off. And number three. Y'all, I can get really passionate about this. Yes, if you can. stop at the same time as somebody else, at the exact same time, not like, oh, I think I did. No, it was like the same time. The person on the right has the right of way in the United States. I don't know if you live in another country, <laughs> please ignore everything I'm saying. <laughs> but if you are on the right, you have the right of way. People have got to learn how to interact in a four-way stop. It drives me up the wall. I get so angry. Oh, There's one in Canton. Yeah. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Where the Wilbur and Rudy's used to uh-huh. be. And so many people, they don't pay attention. They go when it's not their turn. They, oh God, drives me. I hate going through that intersection. It's so frustrating. Like I've literally enjoyed that they're starting to put more roundabouts in because there's not as much of a like, you just know if there's a car coming, I can't go. And if there isn't one, then I can go. Oh, and that's funny. Oh my goodness gracious. So yes, the rule I think everybody should follow are the rules of four-way stops. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. My goodness, Woo. I didn't know we were opening up a can of worms Sorry, here. y'all. I can get going. Okay, mine is that everyone should be required to take the shopping cart either back to the store or put it in one of the little mm. buggy return things. Yes, ma'am. But yes. this whole leave it in the middle of wherever thing, mm-hmm. not not oh not in a parking spot who do you think you are that you are above taking the time to take it back who do you think you are that like your time is more valuable than other people i saw something i mean this has always been a pet peeve of mine but i saw something not too long ago that basically said taking the shopping cart back is like the ultimate test of someone's like moral compass that's so true because there's no penalty if you don't no one's gonna catch you no one's gonna do anything but it is objectively the right thing to do. There's no reward for it. There's no nothing. But it, it you should always take it back. That's a fantastic And I am normally point. I'm like, but no, I'm not saying anything about any of y'all. Like, if you've done this, it's okay. No, no, it's not. I am coming for you today. Put the cart back. Put it back. Everyone should have buggy to do that. cart, whatever you whatever call you it. Call we call them buggies down here. Whatever part of the country you're in. Oh my goodness no. gracious. It drives What kills me, me too crazy. is when people have put it up on like a median that is across the aisle from the cart thing. I'm like, how lazy are you? Yeah. Man, yeah. We're really, I'm really getting wound, wound it, up today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the Diet Coke is kicking oh in. Um, but yeah, I just think, 
Yeah, just do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And don't leave it in an empty parking spot so that somebody can't park there. Yeah. There's nothing more infuriating than trying uh-huh. to find a parking spot in a grocery store parking lot. And I'm like, oh, here's one. And someone left their cart right there. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It is not that difficult. Yeah. If, and if you only have like four bags, just leave the cart in the store and then carry your bags to your car. Thank you. It's not that hard. It's not. Okay. Thank you for coming to our rants. Yeah, That's all we have for today. We'll, we'll come be back, back next in, week. We have better attitudes. <laughs> no. Okay. We're just stalling because we don't want to talk about our fears. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Oh, man. But our, the time has come. Yes. So we have 10 fears. Okay. And hangups. It's biggest relationship fears and hangups. Yes. So I had it a little backwards when I said it earlier. But that's the title of the episode. So Bethany. Yes. Kick us off with. These are not in any particular order, but just the order we thought of them. Yes. What is the first fear we have on the list? Number one, hang up is that this guy will end up just like the last guy. Boo. And so you're hesitant to go into something one or the one that I find to be more prevalent for me is that it's just this like constant self-talk of like, nope, this isn't so-and-so. This isn't that guy. This isn't whatever. And honestly, for me, if you just push through it, it ends up going away because the things that you thought were problems that the, were problems with guy a from before that you're like super hyper aware of with guy B that it, that aren't problems. Well then it ends up not like if you push through that and really get to know this guy for who he is and not impose all of the other guy's problems and motives on him. If you can really do that, it goes away because they're not that guy. They don't mean that with the way it was. They don't mean it the way, whatever, or, it's confirmed yeah <laughs> one or the other but it will the uncertainty will go away yeah um I, f- I feel like uncertainty is at the root of a lot of these yeah of just like we want to know yeah we want to know if he's going to be like the last guy uh-huh. we want to know i'm not going to give all these away but we want to know if we're ready if it's going to yeah, work out what hurt. marriage is going to be like if we're going to you know be successful if uh-huh. we're going to be you know all these things yeah and the uncertainty is what fuels the fear uh-huh. and newsflash uncertainty never really goes away yeah i mean it decreases mm-hmm. in certain scenarios and there are some like i mean not to be like a total debbie downer here but like because some people are like oh as soon as you get married all the uncertainty goes away mm. not all of it yeah like i mean heaven forbid like something happens to one of you yeah and like what if your husband dies like prematurely like mm-hmm. earlier than he should and you find yourself you're like a widow at 40 that's not yeah. that you you can't uh-huh. be certain that oh we're getting married and we will be married until we are both 95 and we have been married for however many yeah. years and we have this no you have no idea yeah. like and i'm probably i'm not trying to be depressing no. but like <laughs> the point is that uncertainty never completely goes away that's just mm-hmm. part of us being human beings yeah god is the only one who knows it all mm-hmm. and knows the full plan and we will never know everything that he knows and which at least is not, good which is great <laughs> that's why we're not god yeah um and so i mean there are a lot of reasons why we're not god but that's a good one <laughs> to remember so just i mean like Bethany said, though, that that specific instance of uncertainty yeah. will at some point decrease drastically. Yeah. That, so you're like, OK, no, he is different. Mm-hmm. And this is like this was a similar scenario, but he handled it differently. Right. He communicated about it differently. Mm-hmm. We worked through it differently. Give him a chance to be different, I guess. is the That's thing. a, Give good, him a that's chance good advice to either confirm or deny your suspicions. Yeah. And don't go into it looking 
don't set him up for failure yeah because that that was a good way to end up alone which we'll get to next week stay tuned for next week yes all right so fear or hang up number two is the fear that my family and friends won't like the guy i'm dating um where why is this always such a thing where are my people placers (laughs) (laughs) me and bethany are like both hands in the air um i think this just depends on like this is going to be dependent on who is important to you in your life yeah because there may be some instances where like maybe some of you listening you're not really close to your family at all Uh or like maybe your family no one in your family is a believer and so like you have to kind of take their opinion with a grain of salt on certain things yeah but you're gonna have friends or mentors that do share the Uh really big things in common with you and you're gonna care about what they think and I think what I have had to learn is because you have well I won't say you I had the expectation and not to say that this isn't happening but like like Mel and I used to talk about like oh yeah we're gonna be neighbors and our husbands are already gonna be best (laughs) friends when we meet them and we'll be best friends and then we'll just marry them together and like that didn't happen we like I don't think I'm trying to think Trey and Kevin haven't even met in person so yeah and it's not a big deal. Like, it's fine. It's not that they don't want to meet each other. <laughs> it just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But I think, like, there's, we go so far, or at least I did into, on to one side of the expectation mm-hmm. of, like, oh, m- all my best friends have to be best friends with the guy I'm dating. And it's, yeah. like, they can get along with him and, like, you know, enjoy being around him. But that doesn't mean they have to be friends with him like they're friends with me. Yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and you can and you don't need to get like upset if that's the case now i think well, oh, go ahead. Ahead. jinx <laughs> um i think so there's that side of it of like oh you want them all to like be friends and get along which i'm not saying you don't want them to get along but there's also the side of i want their approval yeah i was gonna say there's a difference in like oh they have to get along and be best friends and I can't like this guy unless they yeah. approve of him. And I think my one piece of advice to that is what are you look? what about him? Are you looking for them to approve? Mm-hmm. If it's like, and how many people do you need that from? Exactly. Sorry. I'm probably no getting ahead of you. No, that's true. <laughs> Cause it's like, I mean, for like, I'll just use myself as an example. For me personally, it was, does he have a strong relationship with Jesus? Like, are the things that I'm saying that I'm looking for that are super important to me, that my family and best friends know, do they see, they may not see all of them because they're not going to know them as well as I, but as they spend time with them, do they see some of those things? Uh-huh. And do, are, is there anything that's like a massive red flag that I'm totally missing? Uh-huh. If there's not okay but yeah. like like bethany said too that doesn't need to be a list of 18 people no and and yet yeah, it doesn't need to be a list of 18 people but then at the same time i'm kind of thinking from the standpoint of like if the people who know you well who know what you're looking for who know him too are saying yes we think this is good we have you know we see this as a good fit um then if 37 other people who are just kind of surfacey or whatever and they don't know and whatever and they start weighing in that don't let that sway you mm, that's good to a different place either you know that's a good point just because you're like oh well i want everyone to you know like him or i have to have their approval or whatever you don't no. um 
but I get that. I don't know why it's such a big, oh my word, they're not going to like him. I'm like, well, your friends and your family love you. Yeah. And you really like this guy. So unless you're just off the wall, they're going to like him fine. Well, and that's something too, I think that really like... Again, I go to the people I'm really close to. Like, if you see some giant red flag, I need you to tell me. But, like, something my dad told me a few years ago. He was like, Kristen, I trust you. Yeah. Like, I've raised you to make good decisions, to seek the Lord in, you know, who you're dating. Mm -hmm. And... Like, yeah, if you ask me and I see something, I'm going to tell you. But ultimately, like, I'm going to, tr- you're an adult. Like, I trust yeah. you to, you know, I feel like you've got good discernment in this kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. And that meant a lot to me. And it made me want to, like, seek out his kind of opinion yeah. more because I'm like, oh, well, I know I'm going to you that you're just, you're going to give me what you think, but ultimately you trust me. Right. And there's something really, like, special about that. But I think that. I mean, I don't think of any other area of my life where I'm seeking this much. I don't like it. I don't default to seeking as much approval with other decisions I make as with this one, but I know it's a heavier decision. Life altering. Yeah. And so I get that. But I mean, I don't know when I was younger, I was like, well, what if they don't think he's as cute as I do or what if whatever. And I'm, Oh yeah. Talk about that today. I'm like, I don't want them to. No, they're not dating him. <laughs> like, the and last thing you want is to be dating so a guy good. that all of your friends yes. think hot. Well, and that's such a good filter too of like, if you're worried about whether or not he like they like the things, like they should be looking for is this guy the type of guy that like Bethany is looking for? Yeah. That has the same faith and values that she's looking for, and do they seem like a good fit? Right. That's all you need to know. They don't need to like all the things that you like about him yes. that make him more than a friend. Yeah. That like you're attracted to about him. <laughs> exactly. They're not dating him. That's so I feel like that was an, we said it was like a, a couple weeks moment, ago that but was like, like really that should have been left in high school. Kind of. It was one of, it's yeah. one of those like that, that whole thing needs to be left in high school. Like there was such a pressure of like, I, I need everybody to think my boyfriend's cute. Yeah. And it's like, ew, no, who cares? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. That's so long one. as you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So if you're listening and you needed to hear that, we've been there. Well, and I think what's so crazy, I'm camping out on this one and I know we need to move on, but when I see somebody I know with somebody else, my first thought is not like, oh, oh, he's not cute or oh, he's cute. I'm like, oh, look how happy they are. Yeah. Or look how cute they are together or look how sweet they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's not not like, that's not at all. Like, and I think what I'm trying to teach you is like, that's not other people's first reaction yes is like oh he i didn't expect her to date somebody who looked like that no one's saying that like that's <laughs> yeah. not your first and that if, also stays in high school and if they are then let's talk about that friendship yes good point that's because 100 percent. i want problem. my yeah i want my friends to be noticing like his character and how he treats me and like yeah. Is he backing up what I've been telling them yeah, about him and all of that? Yeah, I want friends who are placing value on the things that God places value on, as yeah. I should be too, and as this guy should be too. Yeah. And if those things are there, great. Who cares? Exactly. Everything else is preferential, and that's up to you because you're the one dating him. Exactly. Man, I don't know why I'm so like... She's on top of it. She couldn't talk two episodes ago that we were recording. <laughs> I know, I really couldn't. I'm telling you. It's the caffeine, it's yeah. The caffeine. Um, so now let's go on to the next one, which is kind of, it goes well with coming right off of that is this next fear or hang up is that I won't find someone that I'm attracted to. Um, which I get because you're like, okay, 
it's not as important. We've t- we have talked about attraction and chemistry and all of those things, multiple things. episodes in the past. And so it's okay to be, it's okay. You should be attracted to the person you're dating. I've never dated anyone I wasn't attracted to. Um, but like, I don't know. It's harder when you're a Christian because that's not the most important thing. And so you place all of this importance on his faith and his values and what his life looks like and his character and all that. And you should, but we've talked before about how it seems like it's either that and there's not really much fun there, or it's this guy that's really great to hang out with and you, you're super attracted to him or whatever, but his faith is about as shallow as it gets. So finding those two things together can seem almost impossible sometimes that you really enjoy hanging out with this guy and he's fun, but also his faith is really strong. Like, yeah, we did a whole episode on looking for unicorns. Like that's what we (laughs) called them basically. Um, so I get that that can be a hang up. Don't let it be. Um, and y'all know I am the one that says, let that attraction build too. You don't have to be like head over heels attracted to this guy from day one. I mean, it helps when you are, but I have dated guys before where I wasn't initially like, oh my word, but it, I mean, it doesn't take long. Yeah. But it's okay to give that a little time if his character, like if all those other things are there, then that's fine. Yeah. That, yeah, I think it is a, it really does bother me that I feel like attractiveness has just been downplayed in its level of importance within the church, specifically for women. Sure. But... It shouldn't be way elevated either. I agree. And it's almost like I feel like it's been elevated for guys Mm. and deflated for girls. Uh I'm like, dude, she's got to be hot. And I'm like, maybe that's that that (laughs) might be stereotypical. And I'm sorry. But like no one ever tells a guy to not. Yeah. To like overlook a girl's appearance. Or if he's not attracted to her. Oh, just push through. She's great. No, no no one. There's my old Southern Southern church lady lady, uh, (laughs) coming out. But. And I think um, with appearance, that is something that's super elevated with guys. And it's something that's not discouraged, but just it's not prioritized as much as I think it could be while still keeping it in check. Yeah. Like you're not going to, you don't need to over prioritize it, but it doesn't need to be under prioritized either. Yeah. And that's okay for that to be something that you're like, you know what? I'm going to wait for somebody who I'm attracted to. And that was one of the things that, um, I, who told me this? It may, I think it was one of my mentors. I think it was Thea was the first person that said it to me. She was like, Kristen, if you wanted a boyfriend bad enough, you could get one. Mm-hmm. Like you could go find somebody who was, who met some of your standards. Maybe you yeah. weren't super attracted to him, but if he was interested yeah, and like, and you wanted a boyfriend bad enough, you could get one. Uh-huh. You're choosing not to put yourself in that situation like and i think that's true for everybody yeah Yeah, it's okay that you're wanting to wait for somebody who you're attracted Mm -hmm. to there is absolutely no shame in that and i do think that like while that is a fear that you're like there's never gonna be a unicorn (laughs) um you only gotta find one yeah exactly you only have to find one that's good all right next fear okay the fear that I am going to end up like my parents. Um, you can interpret this in a lot of different ways. <laughs> um, and this may just be a fear you have even outside of relationships. So if you're, maybe your parents are divorced, 
Maybe mm-hmm. you have some infidelity in your family. Um, maybe your parents are married, but you just don't want a marriage like them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your parents have just overprioritized you and your siblings and mm-hmm. it's been all about the kids and that was it. And that was why my mom did not want kids. Yeah. Cause she felt like her parents, it, it was her and her brother were everything and they didn't really like, she's like, I want a good marriage. Therefore I don't need to have kids cause right. I don't want the distraction. Was, yeah. <laughs> and then she had five. Um, <laughs> so the Lord has a sense of humor, Yeah, but I think, and I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with, I mean, there are things I want to do, do differently from my parents and you know, I think we all, that's just human nature. Yes. You're not going to want to live a carbon copied life of your parents, but just because your parents' marriage looks a certain way or because it ended a certain mm-hmm. way does not mean that you're doomed to repeat that trend. And I think that, um, I personally don't have experience with like, like I said, my parents are still together and whatever. I've dated guys whose parents are divorced mm-hmm. and whose parents had affairs and yeah. like they're, you know, so ter- like I don't want, I want the yeah. total opposite of this, which is great. But I also like, you've got to think through, do you just want the total opposite because you're so scared uh-huh. or do you want like, there's got to be something else motivating this yeah. other than fear. Yeah. And I think not that fear is not a good starting point. I'm not <laughs> saying this isn't, this is an invalid fear, but I think that ultimately it comes down to, I don't want to end up like my parents because I want a really strong and faithful marriage. Mm-hmm. And I need to then go surround myself with people who have that kind of marriage. Yeah. Talk to people who have well, that kind of and, relationship and figure out, what the Lord says produces that sort of mm-hmm. marriage. Um, because, yeah. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. And at the same time, you don't have a guarantee now that you're not going to be that in 20 years. Like, you can, like, the only way you can do that is to be saturating yourself in the Word of God and then allowing it to change and transform your life. Yeah. And you have to have two people doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard one pastor say one time, it's like, we're all one decision away from like basically making the mistake that, or making a mistake that would make you like, oh, I would never do something like that. Mm. Or I will never turn out like that. Yeah. And it's like, it's by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Like it is not, you know, you're still human. You yeah. can sit there and do all the things mm-hmm. and check all the boxes. But like Bethany's saying, your best bet is to just like, let me get in the word. Let me strengthen my relationship with the Lord and be like, okay, what does it look like to have a godly marriage? What do I need to be doing to make sure that I'm investing everything I can yeah. to do my part? And then just praying over your future marriage yeah. and praying over your relationship. And cause you're, I mean, you're no better than anybody else yeah. that you're, you're not susceptible to some sort of temptation or some sort uh-huh. of slippery slope that you think, Oh, I'll, that'll never happen to me. I'll make sure that never happens to me. Yeah. And you can do your part, but ultimately it's like, you need to be seeking the Lord first yeah. in that. Yeah. I think any of these that we've already talked about or that we're going to still, any of these that come down to you're letting a fear of the future or uncertainty in the future 
keep you from dating, keep you from pursuing a relationship, keeping you from, you know, getting serious with someone who is a godly guy because you're not sure what the future holds. Well, really what that comes down to is not trusting in the Lord. And so that's what needs to be remedied with any of these. And I think this is one of them of like, I don't want to, I don't want to start dating because I'm going to end up like my parents. If you're saying that because you're like, oh, I see a lot of the negative qualities from my parents and myself. Okay. Well work on that. Repent of those things, change those things and move forward. But if it's just a fear of the unknown and uncertainty in the future, um, you won't, you won't ever get past that until you make some change. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Okay. So moving on to number five, which really goes right in hand in hand without is a fear of marriage itself. Mm. Maybe because it wasn't modeled well for you. And so you're like, well, great. What if I'm not a good wife? Like, what if I'm not what he deserves? What if I'm not what's good? What if he doesn't like me anymore because I'm not a good wife? What if, you know, marriage is just scary? I think there's a scary element to just like, it is permanent. Yeah. Um, it's a permanent commitment and that is intimidating because there isn't much else in life that you commit to on that level <laughs> and that's good I and mean, it's a good yeah, thing i don't know of anything else in life other than following jesus uh-huh. that you commit to for that long of uh-huh. a time i mean having kids maybe yeah it's different but, but even then like you're not raising them for the rest of your that's life that's a good point they leave that eventually. is a really good point yeah like that is your different. husband is the only one who stays with you forever yeah and yeah. so that can be daunting mm-hmm. even if he's great and you're like you don't have any doubt about this guy just that can be daunting um but again this one i don't think we have to belabor this point we kind of talked about it a good bit like it goes back to who are you trusting yeah. are you putting your trust in you and this guy to like muscle through and make this marriage work or make this relationship work into a marriage um because if you are that's gonna fail i mean yeah. maybe the marriage won't fail but putting your trust in yourself and trying to make that work is setting yourself up for failure one way or the other. Um, It's only when you're putting your trust in the Lord and letting him lead and following his will and his word. Do you see those fears fall away because you're looking at him and his perfection and striving after that and knowing that he is good and kind and faithful and will bring about both of your sanctification in the good times, in the hard times and whatever. But that's what you have to be looking at. Yeah, that's good. All right, moving on. Next fear uh-huh. or hang up is the fear of not being ready, quote unquote ready. That's in quotations. Um, just as a very blunt response to this, uh, no one's ever truly ready. Okay, not completely. No. And I think we did an episode about this back when we were recording in my closet. <laughs> that tells you anything? How oh, our little twenty-five dollar Amazon mic. That's hilarious. Um, but. You, I know so many people who are like, I don't want to start dating until I'm out of college. I have a job. I have my 401k set up. I own a home. I'm debt free. I'm this, that, and the other. Those are great things to want. You do not have to get all of those in order Mm -mm. to start dating. Like, no. Or to marry the person that you're already like, seriously committed to. Yeah. I think we have that mentality that is of like, I have to get all of these things My in order. My entire life together. And there's some validity to, okay, are we mature enough to handle this? Are we in a place where we can financially support ourselves because you don't want to be, get married and then be immediately unwise, still yeah. be having to be supported by one of your parents or something like that. 
I think you you have to be in a position with those things that you can leave and cleave, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. I don't think you want to get married and then not leave, which makes it hard to cleave. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I feel like you want to be in that place. And if you are and you can, then I feel like a lot of the reasons we delay marriage are not valid. No, I don't think so either. And I think that... I don't know. Like if you're, if you wait till you're quote unquote ready to do anything, you're never going to do anything. I mean, I think about all the things that I walked into that I ended up loving about my life that I didn't know if I was ready for it. Like I remember like the first time I played sports, I wasn't technically, I wasn't ready to start playing basketball. I didn't know how to shoot. I didn't know how to do any of that. And I ended up loving it, but Mm -hmm. it took work as I started it to figure it out. And I mean, that was going off to college that like, I remember that summer, Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I really ready for this? Am I ready to leave my parents' house? Am I ready? And there was part of me that probably wasn't, Mm -hmm. but you just kind of, not that I'm saying you just need to throw yourself into things with a lack of wisdom, but it was that time in my life for me to progress into another season. And yes, I had been preparing for that, but there were also parts of me that were scared but I still did it. Yeah. And some of it, you just have to learn in the midst of it. You're not going to learn and know and be prepared for every single little thing that's going to happen in a relationship before you get into the relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's almost, let's rearrange. We said fear of not being ready, quote unquote. Okay. Let's reword that and say, <laughs> you're scared of getting married until you're good at being married. Mm. You're... How do you think you're going to get good at it? Yeah. That's anything yeah. in life. And this is no different. So, yeah, I mean, you're, basically with that, your options are to either not do anything mm-hmm. or live like you're married before you're married so you're good at it. Nope. Bad idea. Neither of them uh, will uh, work out uh, well for uh, you. Uh, so. Warning. <laughs> you like that I'm sound bored. effect? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, anyway, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the next one is a fear of not knowing it will work out. Um, I'm terrible at this one. And... Personally. Oh yeah, I get it because it's like okay, especially if you've dated and it not work out several times, I find myself in this place of like, do I even want to put myself out there and have the same thing happen again? Like, what if it doesn't work out? Do I even want to spend the time to find out? And if I'm being really honest, there have been times when the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was just, you know, there have been guys where I'm like, oh, he seems nice. I could talk to him. He's reached out, whatever. I'm like, but he'll probably just be like all the rest of them. And I just don't even, don't even go there. Yeah. You know, it's all in the sovereignty of the Lord. But at the same time, like. No, I know what you mean. They could have been really great guys. You don't know. Yeah. But you're scared that, oh, it might not work out. And I don't want to, I'm like preempting the um, potential hurt, I guess. Yeah. It's a fear of being disappointed again. Yeah. That's what I struggled yeah. with. And God and I had several conversations about that <laughs> where I would be like, Lord, I'm tired of getting my hopes up uh-huh. and then getting disappointed. And yeah, it got to the point where I'm like, is this even worth it? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I'm if tired. I don't date or I don't put myself out there, then I can guarantee that I'm not going to get disappointed and I'm not going to get hurt. Exactly. And what is it that... Um, it's the C.S. Lewis quote. I'm not going to quote it verbatim. You can Google it. It's beautiful. But basically, he's like, yeah, you can 
you're going to avoid hurt, but you're going to avoid love too. Yeah. If you do. Mm-hmm. And basically your heart's going to grow cold. And he's like, if you choose to go through life and never give your heart to anything, not even an animal, like mm-hmm. not even a little puppy mm-hmm. or whatever your pet of choice is like, you get a dog. Oh my gosh. Yes. He's so adorable and sweet. He's going to die. Like your heart's yeah. going to get broken. Mm-hmm. But you're willing to go through that because, yeah, you know, you're willing to risk that or endure that because you want the love at the same time and you can't mm-hmm. have love without hurt. Yeah. Go Google the C.S. Lewis quote. It's basically like, yeah, yes, you, you won't get hurt, but your heart basically turns to stone in the process. Yeah. And who it, wants to live a life like yeah. that? You cannot experience love without the risk of getting hurt. And even if you, like, here's another thing, because I feel like a lot of times even in the way I just said that, it's like, oh, you're going to risk getting hurt if you want to fall in love. You are going to get hurt if you fall in love. Like, even if you even meet if the person. End. Yeah. Even if you're like getting married to this, they are going to hurt your feelings. They're going to upset you. You're going to get mad at them. Yeah. And that is just unavoidable. And so just because like, oh, I, just because he doesn't break up with you mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I so I think that's, something to just a little side yeah. note but like do you have it did you look it up i have the quote oh, yeah read, read the quote yes okay it says to love it all is to be vulnerable love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken if you want to make sure of keeping it intact you must give it to no one not even an animal wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries avoid all entanglements lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness but in that casket safe dark motionless airless it will change it will not be broken it will become unbreakable impenetrable irredeemable to love is to be vulnerable Mm. amen Mm. that's so good that's really good (laughs) so yeah just i know it's scary that you don't know it's gonna work out but the alternative is a lot scarier it's basically what he's Mm. saying very true all right next fear hang up we're on number eight so we have three more uh how do i know that he's quote unquote the one (sighs) do we go into the whole you know you know when you know you know no i because i thought i knew before that that is my thing like i have been in a situation where i'm like oh this was it and it wasn't and i'm like do people just say that because they thought about the person with the person that they ended up with and that's what i don't know that that one and when people are like oh i've never felt this way about anyone i'm like but do you think that about every person mm. like do you are you just, oh when you know you know and then it's not oh well, i guess i didn't know and then yeah. finally it's like oh i knew i knew that i knew and then it worked out when in reality yeah. you thought about every person yeah i just feel like that's a very unhelpful saying yeah because it tells all the single people that if you have any questioning, then it's not the right person. Yeah. Which I don't think is true. Well, and when you even asked us at the in the Men Tell All episode yeah. with Kevin, you were like, how did each of you know? Or I guess when. Yeah. And how. Mm-hmm. And don't just say, oh, when you knew. When, when I knew, I knew. Like, yeah. and we didn't. We both had yeah. reasons of like, I saw this, this, and this in uh-huh. him. And basically it boiled down to, in different ways, he said they had pretty much everything I was looking for. Uh And I felt like really confident about it. And I felt like the Lord had orchestrated it. And 
I felt good moving forward. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, I just had this feeling, you know, but I think that I do think it's easy to say that Uh 10 years down the road when you're with your person. Yeah. Of course you do because you're with them. Like you say that now. Like were you thinking that then? Yeah. Like I so badly when we get to heaven want there to be like an archive of replays of people's lives of like, can I go back and like and get actual thought bubbles Uh of like, what were you thinking in this moment? Uh Like, did you actually know? Did you actually like think this way? Do you remember what like what was it actually like for like my parents when they were first dating? Like, two months in, were you really, like, oh, I'm 100% marrying this person? Or was there any part of you that was like, I think this is the right thing, but, like, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, And I'm not saying that that was the case, but it's just, I think it's so easy for people who are further down the road to, yeah. the road to make that statement. When, in reality, I think, you know. You know enough about them yeah. to make a commitment. Yeah. And then... They're the one because you made a commitment. Yeah. And that's what I think is John Piper basically has said, like, people have asked, well, how do I know that, you know, I married the one? How do I know it's the right one? He's like, you wake up, you go look on your marriage certificate, and if the name on that matches the person who's in your bed, then it's the right one. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is your one. That's like, yeah. that's the person. Um, but yeah, I feel like this idea of, oh, when you know, you know, and follow your heart and oh my you gosh. just, you know, find your soulmate. No. It makes it to where, like, even in the church, you have this fear of, like, this person you're looking for is one person out of billions in the world that's the only person you could be with. And that is a lot of pressure to put on someone of, what if this isn't that person? Yeah, because then you messed up all of humanity. The rest (laughs) of history is all messed up because you picked the wrong one. Yeah. And, like, hopefully no one's done that in the past. Yeah, because then you're really screwed. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like... It's kind of like crippling and paralyzing. Like, I don't know what to do because those sayings don't mean anything. And the reality is the one is the one because that is who you have committed to and married. Prior to that, I hate to burst anyone's romantic bubble, but there are tons of people who could be completely great for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you pick the person you married and that's who you're with and that's the end of it, you know? Well, and so much of the things you just said too about like follow your heart and when you know, you know, and find your soulmate, they're all feelings based. Mm -hmm. Like I would hope that you would have more than just a feeling about your future spouse that like you would know based on what you've seen, what you've experienced, what you've observed, what you've talked about, that that's where you're like what you've prayed for, that those are the things that are confirming the confidence Mm -hmm. you have that you want to move forward with this person. Not just, oh, I had a feeling or, oh, my heart told me it was the right thing to do. No, do not listen to your heart. No. Contrary to all the things that the people (laughs) on The Bachelor tell you, just follow your heart. It's fine. No, your heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. Like you don't need to trust your heart. So there's more than a feeling, but I think if you're... Like Bethany said, you're with somebody, they have what you're looking for, they love the Lord, and, you know, you feel confident about moving forward, move forward. Yeah. And it may be that you marry that person, and it may be that you don't, but that don't put so much pressure on yourself, like, oh, I have to know as soon as possible, like, this is going to be yeah, 
Because I feel like everybody thinks it's just going to be this like epiphany like moment of, I remember on July 14th at 7 p.m. that I just knew in that moment yeah. that I was going to marry Bobby. Yeah. And that's just not how it works. So take the pressure off. Yeah. Um, fear or hang up number nine is that we're going to talk about is the fear of ending up alone slash the fear of not having someone. And this is, this is a real, real, uh, punch to the gut, not punch to the gut, but just like a, like a sinking feeling comes with this question of, or this fear of like, it is very possible that you will not get married. Like, can we just be straight here for a second? Like marriage is not guaranteed y'all have heard us say that before nowhere in the bible does it say everybody will get married (laughs) and find your person and live happily ever after no like that is not guaranteed yeah so worst case if this is a fear like it is a fear that could come true Mm -hmm. then what like somebody made me answer this question one i think it was one of my mentors asked me okay Kristen, what if you do end up alone then what happens Uh uh-huh and when you answer the question it makes it a lot less scary. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, oh. well, I'm not married right now mm-hmm. and my life's pretty great. So I can do this and I have these relationships that are super important and I can invest here and I can, you know, spend my time this way and I can da da It's like, okay. Yeah. The world's not going to end. I'm not going to, you know, be miserable. You can choose to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. Mm-mm. But... I think it's really important that if this is a fear you struggle with, ask yourself, okay, if I don't end up with somebody, then what happens? Mm-hmm. Then what does my life look like? And it makes it a lot less terrifying. And and live like that now. Yeah. Like don't, don't put life on hold waiting for that to happen because if you are and it never does, you've wasted so much time. Mm-hmm. It's true. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the fear of not having someone. Because mm-hmm. that's when a lot of times I feel like people put their lives on hold. Like, oh, I don't have anybody right now. So I'm not going to go do this. Or I'm not going to, yeah, you know, take part in this or whatever. And Or even just a generic fear of like, oh, well, I have to have someone. Like yeah. you date people that you shouldn't because you don't want to not be seen as not having someone with you. Yeah. You, know? you feel like you're not not to sound cheesy like you're not complete yeah on your own yeah and that's just not true Mm -hmm. like if i hear one more person say oh they complete me no you're a complete (laughs) person by yourself yeah you do not need another person to complete you Mm -hmm. um if you did then god would have made us all like half bodies and then we would have stuck together and actually become (laughs) physically one flesh when we got married magnets yeah like Like, oh oh. (laughs) i'm gonna stick with you um But yeah, it's just not, you'll be like, this may sound like really, I don't want to sound like I'm downplaying it, but I like have had to tell myself this multiple times. Like you will be okay if you don't have somebody. Mm -hmm. Is it what you want? No. Is it ideal? No. Do you like being in that position? No. But does that mean you're not going to be okay? Does it mean that you can't still live a fulfilling life? Mm-hmm. Does it mean that God doesn't have a plan for you? No. Like it doesn't mean any of that. And we've done episodes on like elevating marriage to the point where it's an idol. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like that you can't have 
an enjoyable, like joy-filled, purposeful, God-honoring life if you don't get married. And if you think that, like marriage has become too high on the list. Mm -hmm. And that's something like we each have to work through on our own if that's something that we've elevated. But, you know, it will be, the world will not end. I know that sounds so like merciless, but... (laughs) Sometimes you need a little like uh, tough love. Bethany and I have done this for each other. Mm -hmm. We've done it for ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've had conversations with uh, like some of my other friends about this. They've told me this, like it's going to be okay, Mm -hmm. but don't just like pick somebody just because you don't want to be alone or just because you don't want to have somebody. This is the, this is the fear that fuels cuffing season. Yes. Like, which if you don't know what it means, I didn't know what it means to what it was to like a year and a half ago. But like cuffing season is holidays and everybody just like it's basically like Halloween to Valentine's Valentine's Day. is you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend with the knowledge being we're not going to be long term. This yeah. is just to get through all the holiday events together uh-huh. for the next four months. And then when it's over, we can be done uh-huh. because you don't want to go to parties alone. You don't want to go to family events alone. You don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day, whatever. Yeah. And we've just like, we live in a culture that is like, oh, you need to have, you don't need yeah. anybody but Jesus, mm-hmm. technically. If you want to get, I just did Donald Trump. Like, hands. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to do that. <laughs> Talking with your hands, man. Oh my word. That's but, yeah, funny. It's just... It's a great thing to have somebody, but it's not a necessity. Mm -hmm. And I think the best place you can get to is to say, hey, I don't need this guy, but I really want to be with him. Mm -hmm. And he makes me better and he is really great. And I think my life will be amazing being married to him, but I don't need him to have an amazing life. Yep. That's the place you want to get to. So, yep. That's all I have to say about that. Okay love it last one number 10 last one the last thing and i feel like this one may be one of the most prevalent we get a lot of questions about yes this one. which is you're 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 fearful of relationships you're you have this hang up over dating because you don't know what to do and or how to date because maybe you never have and that's okay um first thing that i would say is practice makes perfect and not dating because you're afraid of not knowing how to date isn't going to get you anywhere. So don't avoid it just for that reason. Um, I'm also not saying get on Bumble and start swiping and just go out with people to practice dating. But don't let this be something that keeps you from the pursuit of a godly guy. Mm. If he's pursuing you, he has a great character. He loves the Lord. But you're afraid you might embarrass yourself or you don't know what to do. Well, that's okay. Don't let that stop you. Um, Because remember, being good at dating is not the ultimate goal. We're not all out here dating so that we can get really good at dating and keep doing that forever. (laughs) We're dating to find a person that we can quit dating. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And so that's not the goal. This is not the end all be all. Um, I actually told someone not too long ago, I was like, you know, I feel like you're... Like, sure, you may not be where you want to when you like knowing how to date per se, but like your relational maturity is there. Like, you know how to be in a relationship with someone because that's what we're looking for. We're all looking for 
a guy or a girl, if you're a guy who, who does know how to be in a relationship, who does know how to go past dating to marriage. And so if you're like, like I'm saying, if you're, you don't feel like you're good at dating, well, you don't have to be, those aren't the things you want to be spending time, tons of time cultivating. Practice will make perfect with that. Just push past that fear and do it anyway and you'll get better at it. Um, so I think that's would be the first thing I would say with that. Yeah. And then one last thing we can wrap it up with this. If you don't have anything else is, um, no one else knows as much about dating as you think they do. So while you may feel like you have no idea what you're doing, you've never dated before much. You have no clue what's going on. Um, just because someone has dated more than you, it doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and just because someone comes on here and talks about dating every week and whatever doesn't mean they know what they're doing because trust me, Kristen and I have had conversations over the years of like, Oh my word, I have no clue what to do. I have no idea what to say. And everyone thinks everyone else knows way more about dating than anyone of us actually do. We asked that and we have a dating podcast. That's what I'm saying. We sit around and talk about it all the time. We have no idea. Like we should have all the answers. No. Yeah. Not at all. (laughs) So anyway, we will leave you with that. No one knows as much about dating as you think they do. Yeah. That's good. That's a good final. Good spot to stop. Yes. Encouragement. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that it was helpful to you and that you'll share it with a friend if it was helpful so that it can be helpful for them as well. We will be back next week with an episode we have alluded to a lot this season (laughs) called Good Ways to End Up Alone. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be quite a fun episode and don't forget if you're not following us on instagram go ahead and do that at lftm underscore podcast so you can make sure to give us your input for the upcoming question episode later in the season so we'll talk to y'all next week but until then i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle